Hello, and welcome to your next episode of Fixing Fitness with Kelly, the show that serves up real talk about fitness with a focus on why traditional fitspo just doesn't serve women in their 30s. Let's talk about what we can really do to get results that make all the effort worth it. Get more on the website at kellymarieroach.com, including exclusive access to my head-to-toe mobility routine when you download my free guide to the five worst exercise cues in the fitness industry. And tune into the Kelly M. Roach YouTube channel for weekly videos offering fresh perspectives on fixing fitness topics. What's up, you guys? Welcome back for season three, episode eight of the podcast. I know after last week, I do need to uh, re record our intro since we are covering a new and wider variety of topics on this podcast. And in the spirit of that, today we're going to be talking about how you can literally add hours to your day without having to give up your all-important screen time. And I do have a companion YouTube video to this, which will be going up on the new YouTube channel. That will be coming soon, so stay tuned for announcements about when that is live. But I thought I would go ahead and give my listeners a little preview of this topic before it appears there. So here we go, Season 3, Episode 8 adding hours back to your day. We all complain that there never seems to be enough hours in a day, but no one seems to have figured out the solution. Some people say to get up earlier, go to bed later, or cut back on screen time. But for most of us, it's not sustainable to lose sleep. And like it or not, our phones are a central part of our lives. People use them to connect to one another, shop, run businesses, and more. So how can you add hours to your day without giving up your screen time? Let me illustrate with an example. Getting a new computer is one of the best feelings when it comes to tech. You've got a shiny new hard drive with lots of space for you to add files and run programs and apps. But over time, you start to notice things are slowing down. There's more lag when you ask files to open. The computer freezes up more often and takes more time to boot up in the morning than it does for you to go on a coffee run. What's happened is that if there's no longer enough contiguous space to hold complete files on the hard drive, those files can be broken up or fragmented on the disk so that the data fits inside the available spaces. Now, this fragmentation is what's causing the slowdown because the hard drive now has to reach out into multiple places for you to access the complete file. Now, I'm not especially tech savvy, so I know that explanation was a little bit rudimentary, but stick with me. Now, a fragmented hard drive is kind of what your day ends up looking like. You've got a clean 24 hours to start out with, like a brand new hard drive. But as you go about your day, you have to chop things up. Maybe you've got three or four projects going at work, but you can't focus on them sequentially. So you've got to start your day with a little bit of project one, but then you get a call about project two and then have to go to a meeting about project three, return to project one for a little bit, and then respond to some emails about project four. But hang on. Maybe you've also taken 10 minutes to scroll through TikTok between the end of one meeting and the start of the next. And if you are scrolling through TikTok, by the way, I do hope you're following me at Getting Savvy with Kelly. And maybe you're doing that whenever you find yourself with an awkward amount of time that just needs filled. If you get to the dentist 15 minutes early, or you're waiting for your water to boil for pasta. All of these little pockets of extra time that crop up when you break apart your day so that nothing you're doing is running sequentially is the same thing as a fragmented hard drive. 
That is how you get to the end of your day, not knowing what you did for the last eight hours and feeling like even though you were doing something, nothing got done. But this sort of thing seems inevitable, doesn't it? What is the sustainable solution that actually works? When it comes to computers, it's a process called defragmentation or defragging, which basically organizes all those individual files back into contiguous segments. It also consolidates all of those pockets of free space into one big open space that will improve the computer's speed and overall performance. If you think about that as hours in a day instead, you've just consolidated hours of free time at the end of your day simply by defragmenting your focus. So in a practical sense, what this really means is staying on task and being more efficient with your time which isn't always as easy as it sounds, so I'll have more on that in just a second. But instead of having a bunch of extra time slots to fill, none of which are really long enough to fill with anything useful, you're staying on task more throughout the day and consolidating all of those random time slots into entire extra hours. And the best part about this is you really don't have to cut down on your screen time if you don't want to. It's just that instead of it being something you do to fill extra time you have, you're pushing all of your screen time together into one or two larger chunks as well. And look, I get it that there are times when this is outside your control. Like at work when it seems like you're constantly reacting to what's happening and you don't have as much autonomy over your schedule. But even if your eight-hour workday is still a fragmented mess, Theoretically speaking, it's always going to be one consolidated eight-hour chunk on your 24-hour timeline. If you work a 40-hour week, you assume that eight hours a day are devoted to work, no matter what those eight hours look like. So no amount of defragging your day as a whole is going to get you those eight hours back. So let's assume that you've got to stay focused on defragging your non-working hours. Stay on task Make it more efficient by working things start to finish instead of chopping them up because of distractions or poor planning and watch hours literally pour back into your day. So let me explain how to do this. Starting with screen time stats from a week that was average to busy in terms of what I had going on with work and what I needed to get done during off hours. So that week, my daily average screen time was six hours and 16 minutes. And I was most active on text messaging, Marco Polo, Slick Deals, and then a mix of apps I use for work and other social apps. Now, if you're not familiar with Slick Deals, make sure you subscribe to the new YouTube channel when I launch it because I will be talking about it in videos on personal finances. So let's look at the breakdown of that screen time. I spent just under 18 hours total that week on social apps with a daily average of two and a half hours. Eight hours and 19 minutes of that was on text messages, five and a half hours on Marco Polo, and about four hours were spread between Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Okay, so the next category, we've got productivity and finance with a daily average of just about an hour, and that included time on my work apps, email, notes, and Notion, which is not too bad, actually. And then I spent about half an hour each day on shopping and food apps, also not terrible, and the rest were sort of negligible categories where we won't see much gain from defragging. So if we just look at socials, productivity apps, and shopping, that's a total of four hours a day. So at this point, it's a fair question to say, okay, even if I consolidate my screen time into one block at the end of my workday, that's still four hours. Where is all my extra time supposed to be coming from? So I have to confess, I lied to you a little bit. 
I said you weren't going to be giving up your screen time, and you won't, not exactly. Instead, it'll kind of just go away on its own. You see, when you scatter four hours of screen time throughout your day, it can end up being pretty mindless. You're scrolling to see the latest updates at first, but then you're sucked into an app and you keep scrolling even after you've taken your mental break and already got what you came for. So that five-minute break slips into a half hour. And how many text interruptions throughout your day are just reminders about things you don't need to think about, or drama from people you aren't really interested in, or things you could catch up about later? Every five-minute text exchange where you're typing out okay just to let people know you've seen their message will add up. And let's all be honest, every time we respond to a quick text and our phone is in our hand, what are we automatically doing next? Tapping into those social apps to check them as well. So when you defrag your screen time and set aside focused time to respond to messages, check your socials, and answer Marcos, it's more likely that you're only going to fall into the scrolling trap once rather than several times throughout your day. And it may even be that some of those texts didn't require a response the way FYI emails don't. And we all hate it when our inbox gets cluttered up with a reply all thank you, don't we? Now I can already hear people protesting about what if it's something important? And there are a few options here. The third one is probably where you'll see the biggest gains. You can still see the benefits of a defrag if you dedicate time blocks throughout the day for your phone. That way you aren't waiting until the end of your workday to lump all your screen time together. Now the challenge with this method is sticking to it. If you've got a half hour of dedicated phone time just before your lunch break, hold yourself accountable to sticking to 30 minutes. Now your second choice is to multitask. For example, I am usually only on Marco when I'm out for a walk, so I'm combining exercise with my social screen time. And the last option is to recognize what is and is not important. So my brother-in-law rarely will answer a text message. He thinks they're a distraction, and honestly, the notification bubble for unanswered texts on his phone gives me anxiety. But he insists that if something is really important, the person will call him, or if he's at work, they will come find him. And you know what? As much as I hate to admit it, he's right. He's also one of the most productive people I've ever seen, so take that for what it's worth. So ideally, what will happen here is that when you lump your phone time into one or just a few dedicated blocks, you get your fill of it a lot more quickly and will be less prone to mindlessly tapping around. And now instead of it eating up four hours of your day, it's maybe taken up two. And now you've got two hours back for the million other things you can't seem to get on top of. So that was just a quick sample of a discussion point on adding time back into your day. And it did focus on the cell phone screen time aspect of it because I feel like that's where people always go to first, cut back on your screen time. But the reality is that this concept of defragging um, it works for anything that you have going on. If, I mean, you know, maybe not something like laundry where what are you going to do? Put a load in and then sit there for 40 minutes until it's done. Like, of course, that's going to be sort of tucked in between other things that you're doing. But cleaning is a really good example because you have to get out all of your cleaning supplies. And if you're getting out all the cleaning supplies, but then you just clean the bathroom and then you go and do something else and then you come back and it's um, more. It's going to be a lot more time effective if you've got all your cleaning supplies out and then you clean everything that needs clean top to bottom. Um, 
So the cleaning is a great example. I'm not huge on week-long meal prepping in terms of cooking completed meals and having them in Tupperwares, etc. But what I will do, so I don't have to chop up vegetables for roasting throughout the week, I um, will do all of my veggie chopping on Sunday. So that way, all of the vegetables that, that I would be roasting throughout the week, they're ready to just be thrown onto a sheet pan and put in the oven, as opposed to me having to get out the cutting board and the knife and cutting them up by portion size and then washing those dishes every night of the week. So there are lots of ways that you can look at your schedule and look at the things that you habitually do and see how you can do them more sequentially instead of fragmenting them up throughout your week. And when you do that, you will have a few minutes of gains here and there and wherever else, and that will get you more time when you consolidate it all back together. So I hope that you find this helpful to go and execute in your own life. Again, stay tuned for when that new YouTube channel will be up. I do not have a specific date for you right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you back with a new episode next week. Bye-bye.